hey, I know I don't hear nothing. So is my mic on? Yes, yes. You. Yes. Oh. <laughs> I'm just making sure. Technicality, phantom. Alright. Just making sure. I'll be knowing all this shit. You. Look, he yeah, said, "Oh shit!" Yeah, okay, I didn't know what was up. happening. I didn't know what it's was not happening. working. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know what was happening, but we good now. Hello, good people. My name is 4KJ. This is a Foot of Stress podcast. How are you, good folks, doing? I am joined always by the good brother Frankie Metals, aka El Capitan, aka El Cap, aka Caps Lock, aka the Backwood Ninja, aka the Left, aka Segway King, aka Texas Frankie. How are you, beloved? Excellent. They're glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. We have a very special guest in the building tonight. I've been um, waiting to get this good, good, good man in the studio. Um, you may know him as the mayoral candidate of Jersey City. You may know him from Kismet of Kings. Am I pronouncing that right? Okay, Kismet of Kings. You might, you know, man. You know, you know, I'll be. Butchering names But you know We here I appreciate that I appreciate that You might know him from from, You might know him from Booker T You might know him from Harvard You might know him from One of his best selling Books Something like that You might know him from Running into him at the chicken spot Louis Spears is here Ladies and gentlemen What's going on family How's it going out there How you doing bro How you doing Oh man Great great Uh, The the campaign man is, Is another world um, and I'm getting acclimated, uh, getting a lot of traction. So I'm excited about it, man. That's good, man. I'm, I'm happy to finally have you here. Um, you know, we've been trying to get this done for a while. Yes, sir. But, um, before we get into that, church announcements. Follow the show on everything Instagram, 4D Stress underscore podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash 4KJ. You can follow Frankie on IG at Frankie Metals. You can follow A Celestial Goddess on IG for your holistic healing. You can follow at Ivy's T on IG for your urban needs. You can follow at Embrace Naturally on IG for your hair care needs. You can follow the dojo on IG at the dojo JC for your recording needs. Make sure y'all like, rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend, and tell a motherfucking friend, and all that good shit like that there. Now, I had to put on my auctioneer voice because, you know, we... Yeah, I'm, I'm in awe that you remembered all that. <laughs> we have to, um, you know, get get things right and situated. But um, I came across you um, months ago. I think I told you before, like I kept hearing your name. Uh, you know, people saying Louis Spears, Louis Spears. I'm like, I don't know who this guy is. And some more, some more reputable people, people that I respect, told me to look into you, see what you got going on. And he was like, Hey, man, this dude might be running for mayor. And this was before you officially announced everything when all of this was a rumor and whatnot. And once you formally announced and uh, everything became official. You know, I heard nothing but uh, good things about you. So I don't know if you're paying people off. <laughs> I don't know if yeah, you... man, I'm broke now. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I do want to get into uh, 
your backstory just a little bit for those who may not be too familiar with you. You know, you know where are you from, uh, born and raised and whatnot, because I've learned some things about you, but I, I do want to hear it from you. Gotcha. So, uh, born and raised in Jersey City, man. Uh, love, love Jersey City. Um, so much so that no matter where I go, I always come back. Right. Uh, so grew up in Booker T Projects. Uh, then we we decided to move on up like the Jeffersons. So we moved out of the projects and we moved on to uh, Grant Street. Okay. Uh, we, we had we had an, uh, a fire there. We moved back to Booker T. Then we moved to Boswick. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we moved to Harmon. So when you say you live on Crescent, I'm like, oh, I, we used to live on Harmon. Yeah. Uh, and then we moved to Whiten Street. Uh, and then we moved back to Woodlawn. So I, I went to PS22, PS29, 41, uh, 14. I graduated from 14 and I went to Ferris High School. Oh, and so I was all over all over the place, right? Like uh, Booger T is technically considered downtown from where, like right. how we grew up. Uh, then like the Bergen Lafayette, we didn't even know what that was, right? We just said, you know, the Pacific and Communal Port right over there, right? Yeah. Uh, and so like living in that area, uh, but Jersey City, legit, I say I'm the son of Jersey City because uh, I, I was at the Boys and Girls Club, right? And I did different after school programs around the city. To the Boys and Girls right, Club. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> right. And so, so uh, Oh, yeah, at the Boys and Girls Club. <laughs> <laughs> so, man, uh, you know, j- just, um, and and I've always been a, a, a good student, man. Mm-hmm. No matter where I was, uh, the student of life, um, there's, there's a quick story about uh, my uncle when I was about, like, 10 11 somewhere around there he uh he suggested that i started an icy selling ICs on the street because we noticed that a lot of kids will go to the store and buy the little 25 percent uh icy right. so what i did was i bought cups and i made kool-aid and okay. i put them in a freezer and then i you know i i made icies and uh i sold Hus- them hustling, hustling early right i made ices and uh and the reason why i said and 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 he asked me man how much how much profit do you have so i started counting all my dollars i'm like 26 13 i don't i don't know the amount mm-hmm. he's like nah you you didn't make that uh, you have to subtract the amount the amount of money that you pay for the sugar, the Kool Aid, the mm-hmm. cups, right? And so I'm like, oh man, I probably made like six, seven dollars, right? right? Like overhead and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. And so, uh, you know, he he, but he he was a crackhead, I mean, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so it was like, you know, and that's why nobody in my life is disposable because like I I didn't learn any of those lessons in school, right? Like right. we we learned uh, math, writing, and and uh, whatever reading. Right. But we didn't learn those those like life skills. And so, uh, yeah. So so that's that's really big to me. Like growing up, that's the biggest lesson that I've learned in Jersey City. Um, Once I graduated from Ferris, Mm -hmm. I went to Rutgers University undergrad. Huge culture shock. Uh, We went to I lived on Livingston campus. Okay. Uh, Then uh, I went to Howard as an exchange student Mm -hmm. um, to have that experience. I came back to Rutgers, graduated, went to NJCU, got my first master's in urban ed, and then I went to Harvard and got my second master's in uh, leadership, school leadership. Damn, you just just ran down a bunch of accolades, bro. Jesus, Jesus. I I read some, um, your book, um, you're the answer to your problems. Yes, sir. 
I was reading some of that and one, I think it was in the preface that kind of stood out to me. There's a story that you, you shared about sitting in Rutgers. Uh -huh. I think it was, you said it's like your first day and it was like you and like six other black kids in there uh -huh. and your professor was some white dude and he was talking about dysfunction uh -huh. and how you described it like the professor was walking around just kind of explaining this dysfunction and forgive me i'm paraphrasing your words no no it's perfect but he was saying you know he was giving all of these things that kind of define dysfunction and then your words was like wait this is my life <laughs> right right and reading that it made me wonder like how how did that dysfunction push you like because you know reading your story like you are the for lack of a better word like the stereotypical hood child mm -hmm. coming from the projects dealing with certain family situations like you said mm -hmm. some family members are crackheads like we are we all have that story mm -hmm. and what made you want that was it a conscious decision to be like no i'm not gonna fall into these traps or did you was did someone push you to mm -hmm. to go to um Rutgers, go to NJCU, push for your masters, go to Harvard. Like, did someone was was that just something innately in you? Is what I'm asking, or did someone drive or push you towards that? You know, I, I wish it was that simple, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I, I don't know if it was. I think it's that those two and a bunch of other things, right? Okay. I remember when um looking at Sidney Poitier, uh, he he was interviewed. And uh, they asked him, like, would you take anything away from your childhood experience? Mm. He was like, you know, and, 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 and immediately my visceral, re my visceral reaction was like, I could take away this. I could take away that if that wasn't there. And I was shocked by what he said. He said, if you take out one thing, it, it changes the trajectory of your entire life and mm. your, your story. And so you probably wouldn't be where you are if you changed it. Right. right. And so I don't know if it's just on one or two things. What what I think it is is uh one, the community, right? So uh in the projects they would there were there were parties that they would throw. Okay. Uh in the back of the projects they would dollar dollar you had to pay a dollar to get in. Everybody, you know Oh yeah, uh, yeah, we had dollar parties. Yeah. Dollar parties was a real music, thing right? Yeah, music <laughs> a lot of fights and shootouts, but they were <laughs> lit. They didn't really check who was coming in. Exactly. You just paid yeah. the dollar and went about your business. Exactly. You know, we did it in the projects. And, and so we, like, the projects was like a, a awesome ecosystem that just provided everything that you needed. Haircuts. Right. We had our own store. Like, we just created that, you know, that environment. But so anyway. City. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah, your own little ecosystem. To, and each joint supplied, right? Mm -hmm. But, uh. What happened is uh, when I would go into the parties, they'd be like, what you doing here? Get out of here. You know, mm -hmm. right. And so girls would be dancing on the dudes or whatever, but they ain't really dancing on me. So I feel a little awkward at times. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, but then when I go to school, like I'm the number one in the class, I'm the teacher's pet. Right. Mm -hmm. So like that, the, those exchanges sort of kind of like cultivated that that push because I'm like, I'm good over here and I'm not necessarily wanted or good over here. Right. But it wasn't like a, a disrespectful thing. I, I guess 
the hood had a way of like protecting me in many ways right so it's like true. i couldn't be outside and do stuff that everybody else was doing they'd be like what you doing here yeah, like go go, go in the house yeah. you know what i'm saying like this ain't for you type right. of thing right um and so it, it was always those type, types of experiences um i i remember feeling uber uncomfortable asking people for like the basic stuff mm-hmm. so like um, going next door, access one for peanut butter and je- for peanut butter because we ain't have peanut butter and jelly, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like you know, they, they're nice opening the door, and then they're, they're then they're like rolling their eyes, like okay, you know what I mean? We'll get it, but I didn't like that exchange. It felt really weird, right? right? So I always wanted to make sure that I was in a position where you know I got what I needed. Right okay. at the on, at the very basic level, right. But then when I started to see like people were like education is the way out, right. So I started like doing a lot of things in school because I realized that like yo, that's where I wanted to go. That's where I wanted to be. Um, so I th- I think that it was the the force of my 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 world just like pushing me forward in, into those spaces. I, I guess they saw something special, um, and they wanted to uh, cultivate that. You know what? And I I that's that's a point that doesn't get a lot of credit when it comes to people from our situations mm-hmm. like, or just the hood for lack of a better term to where there are a lot of pitfalls the hood does swallow a lot of people whole but like you said it does have a way of protecting people that it deems special mm-hmm. or deem like no he has something or she has something yep. that needs to be cultivated and I think that's an aspect that usually gets overlooked a lot of times. Yeah. I think for your situation, for for people older than you or people who are, I guess, essentially running a neighborhood to tell you, like, nah, little, you nah, need to go yep. do something else. Like, that's important. That's important because it could have easily went the other way. Facts. And you would have been another statistic. And I think that's important to 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 share. Like, the hood doesn't, always destroy right and 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 right there were folks in my life who were like yo if you need this let me know right right like you don't have to do what everybody else is doing right right and to be told i i don't know if i would have survived out there anyway like you know it was it was like you gotta know your limits yeah i can't dunk you're not gonna see me so we didn't nine in that kilo (laughs) (laughs) exactly and that and that's that's a very important point that people look over like they be thinking it's dudes or older dudes are just trying to recruit whoever like i've i've had that experience with older dudes is like yo bro go in the house yeah like you don't need to be out here. Go on out. Facts, facts. I I remember being young and my grandmother. They used to send us to the store. I lived in, lived in Booker T, mm-hmm. and so that she would send us to the store to Pathmark. You know, so it's like you had R. to R. walk P. through the Pathmark. field. Pathmark. Remember, <laughs> on Grand Street. Yeah. Yo, I drove by. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. God damn. Everybody remember Richard Garcia fake Tupac? Yep, yep. Yep, yep. Yo, shout out to Jersey City Tupac. I don't know where you are right now, but shout out to you. Why he taking pictures? Yeah, he out here. He's out here. He out here heavy. He show up to all the functions. Oh yeah. Yeah. All the songs he yeah, gets paid. He, he's a substitute teacher, so I see him. Yeah. I used to see him often. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right. He, he does. When teach. he was in Pathmore, he was going for all that. Yeah. Word. Okay. Yeah. And he yeah. shot the Jersey City Tupac. Got litter out there. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and when it, what, just to uh, bring it home, that uh, I had to uh, go down to Pathmark to get milk. And uh, this, I guess this other gentleman had to bring milk too because he was adamant about taking my milk. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so uh, I went and give him the bag where the, where the milk was and uh, he punched me in the face. 
And I'm like, word? Like, so now I dropped the milk, right? I put the milk down. And I'm running him to punch him back in the face. I caught him punching back. And that was not even about the milk, right? It's just about like that, that me, experience. Bro. Right, you, you hit doing? me, right? Yeah. And so uh, I, I ended up getting milk pack after like us hustling and whatever um, and uh, walked it home. But at that moment, right, it's like, Yo, this could be like the life, right? Like, but I don't want it. Like, <laughs> I don't. Yeah, milk. I'm fighting for milk, man. <laughs> fighting for milk. I, you know, it made me. It, yo, it made me like, like not scared in a way that's like, because at that moment I also knew that I could protect myself and my family, right? right. But it was more like, yo, do I really want to live like this? Yeah, because because now you know that you don't necessarily have to, right? You you there is a choice that you made, and my from my perspective it's like. Can I do something more for my life? Or I'm gonna be fighting in the Pathmark parking lot over milk. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. So that's that's. Yeah. And and when yeah. I bought the milk home, my grandmother was like, "Thank you." Right. Yeah. She didn't really understand like what I just had to go through. Right. Yeah. She thought it was just like a one one like yeah, a A to B. Right. Why you take so damn long? I was waiting for this milk. Like, took you two that's hours right, for my bring... coffee. Yeah. Like, wait two hours for this milk. You out there playing? Like, mm-hmm. grandma, I always mm-hmm. had a whole scuffle. Right. I can't even tell you because then you gonna get mad at me. Like, right, right. When you left, and your clothes was tight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, your collar all loose. She don't know what's going on. You she was like, right? I my Coffee cold yeah, now, Lou. Okay? Right, right, right. God Thank damn you, it, right. Lou. Coffee cold. Yeah. Like, yeah, grandma. Right. <laughs> like, boy, if you don't get your ass out my face and give me this milk. No, right, right, right. That's 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 um that's real though. That's that's a very real um circumstance that we have to deal with. And even with me uh reading your book, like you you highlight that a lot, that the the tightrope that we yeah. have to walk as men you or men and women from our community yeah and the fact that you have walked that tightrope you you have seen things that i'm not going to say on a hot <laughs> microphone but the fact that you were still able to to push yourself and use all of these experience experiences to i guess push you into a different world no pun intended like i <laughs> You said you said there was a culture shock when you got the Rutgers, right? Yes. What what year did you go to Rutgers? Oh uh, man, twenty oh one to twenty oh five. Okay, so two thousand and one. Now this is you, fresh from Jersey City. Now you're on a college campus. Yeah. What 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 was the first thing that immediately stuck out to you that you know? Holy shit, I'm not home anymore. That there were deer on a campus like right across the street and there were a bunch of them and I'm like you know you know you don't see there in, in the city no, right not at all and it's like it was yeah it was it was one of those things like where like this is and and then right it's like did I make it Am I good here? Am I gonna do well? You know that type of conversation that you have with yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Where I supposed to Am be? I supposed to be here, right? Mm-hmm. Or, um, or and, and and just that survivor's remorse or guilt, right? Where mm-hmm. you're like, well, if I'm here, how come my boy Mike ain't here with right. us, with me, right? Like, or why, like, why, why my boy locked up, or why did my boy have to die? You know what I mean? Right. Um, so that that was the experience, really. That like, all right, well, I'm here. Let's make the best of it. But I didn't understand like the assignment when I got there. 
Mm. I learned it along the way, but mm -hmm. I didn't understand the assignment when I first got there. What was the assignment then? The assignment was to uh, take take everything that you need, create the toolbox, right? Put it in there and then bring it back to the hood, bring mm -hmm. it back to your community. Mm -hmm. um, and so what happened was going there, I became so embarrassed about where I came from that it, it almost, it so, so it, it was weird, right? Because it's like, I, I, I'm from this place. I love everybody there, but I'm embarrassed from. I'm, I'm embarrassed um, because I'm from there. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to describe that. I don't know if it even makes sense, right? But it was just like, I wanted to denounce everything that I've ever learned, right? It's like, oh, you said like in the hood, this is how we dress. Like I went up there and I changed how I even dressed. Right. Like, so in the hood, everything was baggy, big clothes. Right. Mm -hmm. When I went, when I went to college, the first semester, everything got tighter. Right. Like I, I wanted to look the part. I wanted to like, um, undo and not be right. Mm -hmm. Uh, but it, it wasn't until like my sophomore, junior year that I started saying, Oh, my hood ain't that bad. This is what they were trying to teach it, but they taught it like this. Mm. Oh, this is, and I was able to coin terms, right, and put it to what I've experienced as a as a person growing up in our community. Yeah, and that's that's what they don't teach us on the other side, and that's what I try to to tell people. Like, the worlds are the same. The language is just different. Absolutely. Like they'll Absolutely. say, like what we use for, I don't know. I can't think of a good example right now, but like. The survival taxes that we use or the innovation that we use to just to get by that's mm -hmm. marketing or like i yeah. don't know i can't i can't think of a proper example right now but that's what that's also what i had to learn mm -hmm. so i completely understand what you're saying where it's like they will try to demonize us for doing the same thing but it's just it's wording. a language difference wording it's just wording it's just yeah. wording it and and feeling like I know it's for me that I had to adopt like th their their idea and and it's really like for me it's like I, I, I consider myself this uber like urban dude right mm -hmm. and so going into like suburbia right and, and getting all these classes from these folks from, from our professors and you know leaders in the education sector and things like that it was really about like uh, the, I felt like they were just trying to deprogram your mind and have you think like them and think the way, speak the way that they wanted you to speak or whatever. Mm -hmm. They didn't want you to have the, you know, the the colloquialisms that come with like urban living, right? right? And so it's like, I, I really had to find a balance between that, right? So you know, in a class when you're presenting, right, I I, I had to give myself permission to say yo, or you feel me. Right, right. right. You can't say that in a public setting. Yeah. Right, and I and I felt like I needed to be able to say that so that I could feel comfortable with presenting, right. And so even now, you might hear me say like a yell or um, this is how this is what I'm thinking. You 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 feel me? Like you know what I mean? But because that, but that's a part of your identity, though. That's who yeah. you are. And I shouldn't have to put it away in order to be accepted by a mainstream. Right. That's yeah. that's same thing with Spanish. Spanish people, you mm -hmm. go to the country, you talk it, and then you come back, you don't talk it. And then you forget the slang that they use. Like, if you're in a place for a month or two months, all of a sudden you start talking a little bit like how they talk. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when you come back, all of that just goes away. Yeah. You know, I think the biggest thing for me is being conscious about bringing it into those spaces. Not even like throwing it away or cold switching, right? Mm -hmm. Nah, but nah, bring Lewis Spears into these spaces, these arenas, uh, because uh, all of it is who I am, right? It, it makes it your all of your experiences, yeah. 
Absolutely, it's man. All it's all a part of me. And I, I, I don't feel like I need to turn the switch on or turn it off. At the end of the day, all, all of it is... Uh, so, so it... it I, I don't want to sound ignorant in a, in a way that's like, oh, you're just gonna get whoever I bring you that day, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and 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 the the reality is, is that uh, we there's a level of like, there are versions of yourself that you bring to each table in, in general, right? right? Um, but what I'm saying is that I don't want to be that guy who's like conscious about leaving a large part of who I am and my identity out of the room mm-hmm. because this is exactly who, who has made me who I am today and it got you to this point yeah. absolutely and I think just as minorities in general we have to live with that balance like we're almost forced to develop that those damn near dual personalities to where you walk into different spaces and you like okay because I know I've done it myself personally while I've walked in different spaces and I know how I look uh-huh. So I know I have to talk a certain way for them to be like, uh-huh. oh, okay, he's not here to sell me no weed or nothing like that. <laughs> I mean, I might if that's what you want. That's besides the point, allegedly. But I'm saying like there is a point where I, I completely understand that because it's mm-hmm. like you walk into a room and it's a bunch of people who aren't from where you're from. Yep. And you walk in there and you have to whether present something or you're trying to have a conversation and you know, okay, if I say, if I use certain, like you said, colloquialisms, if I use certain slang, they're going to look at me like, what are you talking about? Absolutely. But it's like, like again, like you said, um, it's this is still a part of me. Yep. But I've also had to learn, okay, I know if I, I can add in a little bit of this uh-huh. to keep, to maintain my own identity, but still translate my point across well to whoever I'm speaking to. Right. And I think that is important especially with, for what you're doing because especially with and we're going to jump ahead a little bit but especially with you now running for mayor of a very diverse city uh-huh. you being someone of the city uh-huh. and what our last black mayor was Cunningham 20 years ago you know what I'm saying like that's that's the last time we had someone who even looked like us or even kind of sounded like us and I think if for you, because you have to talk to different people, yeah, I don't feel like you should have to turn that. I mean, you have to tailor it for certain people, but no, I don't think I don't feel like you need to turn it down or completely off at all. Absolutely not. And and this is the thing, right? I want to give other people permission to do the same. Subliminally, it's not like I'm having you sign a permission slip, right? Right, right, right. But like, if if I, I remember uh, my young man, he he's from, uh, uh, he he's, he speaks uh, pat, patois, right? Uh, and uh, you know, when when I asked him to speak, uh, uh, what do you call, like um, traditional English? Mm-hmm. He he had a really hard time like expressing himself on a video, mm-hmm. right? We were doing, and then I said, man, listen. I say yo I say yo what's up that's what's up cool right mm-hmm. and I was like why don't you just speak in your language man he, he he killed the interview right but then he felt like am I too much you know am I speaking it with too much accent or right, right. you know I'm like nah man that, that's awesome so like I felt like I instilled like a level of confidence in a space where you know his parents probably t- told him listen when you go to school mm-hmm. make sure or if you're in an educational setting make sure you speak this way um, but I liberated him in that moment and I and I hope to help others understand that like yo 
your your difference doesn't make you doesn't minimize you mm-hmm. it, it adds value to you and and and, and add, adds value to the world and bring it over here i need it right we need it as a community i i, I agree with that and i think in the context of you running for mayor having that uniqueness about you to where i'm gonna just keep it funky all right because we've been we've dealt with a lot of politicians who feign authenticity who often come speak to us whenever they need something Mm -hmm. and they'll talk in a certain way where it's like oh they might have watched a couple of tiktok videos or instagram videos so they know the lingo and they're only using it so we can support them how is how is your uniqueness in this way where you have this this identity how do you think how you think that's going to set you apart from any other politician that we've seen because you know the most <laughs> majority of the policies we've seen have left a bad taste in our mouth so it's, it's always <laughs> it's always tough right following the act like that right right because people's uh you know uh walls are really really high when it comes to like protecting themselves right. uh and so really really just being authentic in this space mm-hmm. and true uh to uh the, the, the process of bringing people back to government right okay um i think oftentimes folks are like oh government is over there and i'm over here mm-hmm. but really we are government we make up government and when we all participate in government um things are done equitably things because everyone's voice um everyone is uh using their voice as 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 a tool to communicate and bring about change right right? um and i know that sounds like you know pie in the sky you know uh very (laughs) very uh hopeful right Mm -hmm. but I, i truly believe that i believe that uh it's, it's so important to me to bring people back to the fold um, and voice their opinions and let them know that, like, you're going to be heard, right? We might not... Uh, are we going to agree on everything? No, right? Are we going to agree, like, the the method by which we use to, you know, affect change? No, right? But in uh, any familial structure, is about give and take, right? And right. it's about balance. It's about you don't get this this time, but you'll get it next time, right? I have right. my two boys, right? And we have one iPad and so like you, you know I, yeah you and and then when you aren't when you don't want to share right because there are times where you just don't want to right, right. Uh, like you know you know he, AJ knows that like well this is Bo's turn mm-hmm. right and you have to wait your turn right and not to compare city government to you know my sons or anything like that but what I'm saying is that uh, I, I'm going to create an opportunity so that folks could feel like they could connect to uh, to 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 the government in a, in a very authentic way. Okay, okay, because because and I can and I can respect that. It is it's a thing now with with the people I talk to, with the people I know. There are a lot of us who are who want to believe in Absolutely. the power of government. Absolutely, who want to believe that I can actually believe what my politician says to me, and it's just we've especially with this current administration it's just we've been let down constantly so mm-hmm. it's just like I, i'm <laughs> i'm gonna echo the sentiments I, I'm, I'm pretty sure people will agree with with me that 
we don't, we're we're tired of being lied to. Absolutely. For lack of a better word, I get that. You know what I mean? Like it's it's a lot of times with government and with politics specifically, like things all usually get overcomplicated. Uh huh. Things get wrapped up in red tape, where it's like, bro, my block ain't got no power. Uh-huh. And y'all in city council's meeting for four hours trying to figure out what to do about my block getting power. Uh-huh. My daughter's school don't have any clean water, which y'all telling me y'all building condos all over the place. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, so it's just like y'all are, we, we, the community itself is just like, okay, what, can y'all just say and do what y'all said y'all were going to do instead of giving me the show and pony dance or whatever that is called i'm messing up the analogy but. no so I, I have a question for you when when you become and this is this is uh a, a general question for the both of you mm-hmm. um when you become like uh annoyed by you know the process of government or mm-hmm. you know h- how does that like what do you do do you disconnect do you keep your ears there but they don't get a lot of your time like what does that look like for you why you know what I mean well for for me this is why I do this mm-hmm. this is why I have the podcast so when I get annoyed when I get frustrated I just come in here and tell the people and people who are listening look this is what's going on gotcha. and for me I try to find resolutions because it's like I'm not I'm not a big advocate for just complaining mm-hmm so I try to give people as many resources that I can. You know, I've been in city hall, city council meetings where I've sat in there for two hours and I still haven't gotten hurt. Yeah. And it's frustrating, but it's like, okay, well, this, these are the tools I have, so I have to use it. But with me doing this or with us doing this, it, it's provided a outlet for people who are completely disconnected. Yeah. To be like, okay, well this is what's going on my man jay said this is what's going on all right he said this is what we could do but uh, i don't know so yeah. it, it, it's for me it's just about getting the information out there because gotcha. my stance is if you hear me enough saying the same thing eventually something will click gotcha so i try to you know give give my listenership as many resolution as we could and that's what you know what me and my good brother frankie do is just just try to figure out resolutions which is sometimes more difficult because it's like again a lot of things are wrapped up in red tape and it feels like we're always fighting this battle with both harms tied behind our back mm. you know yeah you know yeah i i totally get it right it, and it makes sense and i feel the same way at times um, one thing that uh, the whole Trump administration taught me uh, was to really, even when you do become annoyed or frustrated or even sometimes disgusted mm-hmm. by a lot of what you see in here, that the best, the worst, the worst thing that you can do is disconnect, right? right? Or, or like turn a blind eye, right. because essentially, right, things will get, uh, th- things will be able to go past you. 
uh, quickly, right? You, yeah, you'll be uninformed, right? Yeah. And so I, I would love for folks, uh, whenever they're feeling a little annoyed or frustrated or even disgusted by some of the things that happen in government, for, for them to stay tuned, right? And stay tuned in the way that you're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Like your podcast and um, informing folks and having conversations outside of the city hall with, you know, elected officials and right. ha- making sure that your voice is heard so that they could understand the nuances of a thing because sometimes right when um when when they receive like something coming down a pipe right mm-hmm. a lot of the voices that they hear are are from their peers and people that it won't even affect really right right um because they they created their own bubble you know in yeah. many ways right yeah, and so talking to people who agree with you exactly right and so what needs to happen and um i know the the frustrating part is like having to put the onus back on us right because essentially um as city officials um or elected officials uh the, the burden should be on them um to to really like uh br- bring us into the fold with systems and structures that will make sense right um who, who are the heavy hitters who are mm-hmm. the right um and and so what i'm saying right now is maybe not just solely on them or not solely on you but on all of us okay. where, where we are all coming to the fold uh really uh, bringing our hearts and our minds to the table to really affect change because all of us have that number one goal which is part of my platform right mm-hmm. to is to create a world uh community that our children can be proud of and feel like they uh belong right yeah. and so uh yeah it's gonna take a lot of courage is going to take a lot of conversations it's going to be uh frustrated right yeah, family right, right. I, i've we've had family meetings in the past with my family and it like you know people are screaming at one another right but at the end of the day uh we get to a common uh practice or a common uh ground and then we move forward as one and that's the goal how do you maneuver that way with the hanging cloud of corruption over Hudson County. How do, how do you, because, you know, I do, I agree with your message and I do agree we do need change, but the reality of the situation is that there's a lot of old money in Jersey City. Yeah. And there's a lot of people who pockets need to be lined or else. I've heard, I've heard. Yeah, like we, I've we, heard. we've had, <laughs> we've had certain conversations on this very platform about that old money essentially still kind of control pulling the strings how do you combat that you know as an elected official because like you you said it earlier in the conversation like yeah i need a favor you know i need this certain development to happen or i can't do this for you Mm -hmm. how do you combat that knowing that you know, that is a very prominent thing in our city and in our county. You know, um, the the part about accountability and transparency with, with people mm-hmm. is so important, mm-hmm. right? Because my, my vision for Jersey City has a lot to do with folks, regular folks uh, sitting at the table helping to make decisions. So therefore, my accountability will be to the folks who are voting for me and not necessarily uh, the constituents above me. Right. And so whenever I am thinking about making a decision or anything like that, uh, 
first of all, it's not just me, right? Mm -hmm. it's, it's a bunch of us who are coming to the table to really figure out what's best for these for the community members. Mm -hmm. What I've learned during this whole try uh, going to from different communities, folks don't simply complain. Mm. Right. Many folks who I've spoken to have have issues or have a concern and they follow it immediately with a solution, mm. whether whether it's lawful. Right. Or whether it's plausible, whatever. They, they have an idea of how things should work. Right. right? Um, and then there might be a little bit of education there where you're like, hey, listen, it can't work like that because of this or it could work like this. But yeah, this is what we need. To the ground. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Even though you might want to. It does, it's not feasible and so you know i i i believe in the uh, in this idea of people man and so i know that there are you know instances where you know you you will owe favors or you know I, I'm, I'm i've heard stories of you know hudson county jersey city politics right um but what what i would like to add to that uh conversation is this idea of uh having multiple conversations have bringing multiple stakeholders to the table mm -hmm. is going to be paramount to uh the transparency piece which will be paramount to affecting change in our communities because what backdoor deals am i making if i am connected to the people and the people are in the room making decisions that's fair that's right fair. so when we're when we're talking about the affordable mm -hmm. housing right right and the inclusionary zoning ordinance mm -hmm. um one of the pillars of the uh inclusionary zoning ordinance for the city right now is uh um buyouts okay so what it means is um they don't have to give 20 percent to affordable housing they could choose to do uh to get to give money to the affordable housing trust fund mm -hmm. right um and so Let's use the Heights for an example. Um, the, the the cost to build over there, right, is really a lot of money. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and I'm just using that as an example for right now um, because we could use other examples from around the city and say the same thing, right? right. But for the Heights. And so the, the uh, developer will not choose to do 20% affordable housing. Uh -huh. Most likely they'll do the buyout, right? right? Which means that there, there won't be any affordable housing in the Heights because of that, right? Uh, and so when we're, when we're thinking about it, where does the, what's happening with the buyout money, right? Well, it's going into a trust fund. All right. And the money is gone. We actually, I actually uh, shared a story last episode about the city getting a federal grant of like $1.3 million or something like that for affordable housing and no one knows where the money went. So we're talking about accountability. We're talking about, you know, being accountable to the people and making sure that the people are the first priority. Like we keep getting these examples of people like not caring. You know? and, and the reason why I brought that up is because if we have an IZL inclusionary zoning ordinance that says 20% of all development, 20% or more, right, mm -hmm. of all development must go to affordable housing units and it must be of quality. Mm -hmm. um, it must be mixed income, right? All the things that we're asking for in our community, mm -hmm. um, then there's no money given to buyouts, right? Okay. There's nothing that we have to consider or worry or have conversations about. Mm -hmm. It's very clear. So when the developer comes, he or she knows that this is what we are. Uh, this is this is what we're saying that th that's the requirement for if you want to do business with us, take it or leave it. Okay, I respect that. Um, 
my follow-up question are you concerned that your perspective can be criticized as naive <laughs> uh no and I, and because and i'm asking that yeah. because like you know i agree with you know your stance and your perspective but you know other people Mm-hmm. might you know say well you know he's talking all this hope and change and all that uh-huh. it's like man my rent's still 1300 that's fair you know what i'm saying so that's how fair. do you how do you are you does the does that criticism bother you if it ha- i don't know i'm just putting it out there yeah. i don't know if it's i don't know if you heard it before or not no but how do you like i'm trying to find the proper words for it like how do you move past that? How do you combat that? How do you show that your um your messaging, your perspective isn't a weakness? Yeah. Because with Jersey City politics, there is like a they kind of want you to be a pit bull, so to speak, mm-hmm. and not really care about the people and make hard decisions and all that type of shit. Yeah. So um, so let me say this i i don't believe it's naive right uh i've worked in government my entire adult life Mm -hmm. uh i i know that you know there's a bunch of issues there are a bunch of red tape you know Mm -hmm. a bunch of you know kissing of the rings and all that stuff people you know people say right um and the the goal here right and and so not naive in the sense of I never think that I'm naive because I have the skill set to lead, right? right. And I and I'm working in I've worked in government and I know how to you know uh, to make decisions that will best serve the needs of the constituents, okay. given the given given the 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 the, the perceived uh, limits, okay. right? Um, and the actual limits sometimes, right? Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, so so I know what I'm up against. Right. I know what I will have to do in order to make decisions and make them um, for the betterment of the community. Mm-hmm. Um, what I'm saying is I'm, I'm willing to make do, make the hard decisions. I'm okay. willing to work with whomever as long as we are mission aligned to get the things done for the community. Right. I'm willing to uh, stay up all night if that's what it takes to make sure that, you know, our our youth have what they need in our community. Right. So whatever the task is or whatever the 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 the. the, the focus is, mm-hmm. right? I'm committed to seeing it to the end. So, you know, when, when we think about uh, government, right, again, to that point, I don't want people to think that it's, uh, you know, like an esoteric idea of like systems that don't necessarily work. Mm-hmm. I want them to know that we make up government. And if we participate in this experience, um, that that we will affect change in our communities. But it takes all of us. It's interesting you say you're willing to work with whomever because there are um, a lot of community-based organizations in the city who are I'm, not gonna, I'm just going to say at odds <laughs> with the current administration is are do you see you working with those with those organizations who who may not be in a good favor of the current administration so listen it's it's not about the who for me it's really about the what Right. So what am I saying? Um, I'm not a respectable person where 
uh, I this person did this or said that that I'm not even I'm, that I'm not going to talk to them right mm-hmm. or that I'm not going to uh, figure out how we could uh, enhance the quality of life for folks in Jersey City. Mm-hmm. If the work what they do is affecting change in the lives of people, that has that would be so ridiculous of me to not work with them. Right. Mm-hmm. Especially if they're providing a, a legit need for the community. Okay. Right. As, as an educator, you know, I didn't get along with all the teachers in the building. Right. Even the pe- all the teachers all my sorry, not all the teachers on my grade level mm-hmm. and or like my administration. Mm-hmm. Right. But my personal, um, I don't know, issues or concerns didn't affect my ability to work with ensuring that all of our kids got a quality of education right and so like yeah it's gonna be hiccups but yo listen let's roll our sleeves up and let's get to work so it's about this the, the work is more important it's really about the work okay absolutely okay so listen man i'm i'm because uh, i'm liking what you're saying but knock on wood get elected <laughs> In three years in, you want a yacht somewhere, we're going to have an issue. <laughs> no, no. So listen, right? Like, uh, is it really about the yacht more than it is about, like... Is it about the yacht? You hear this guy? No, listen. Listen, because... <laughs> I don't have a yacht, nor, nor, nor do I own one. I don't even know how to rent one, right? Right. Uh, and, yeah, but... You rent on one? No, I don't know. <laughs> See, that's more the reason for him to slash some some public funds, and then he's on nah, the somewhere. But 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 what I can say is, what gives me a lot more uh, satisfaction is when I see uh, visions and and um, ideas colliding to really like create a robust system for people. Okay. Right, that gives me a lot of joy. It's almost like my drug. I love to see folks do well. Like if you come came to me and like, yo, Spears, man, I don't have a job and I'm struggling to buy Pampers for my daughter, mm-hmm. right? And if I reach out to an organization like, yo, give him Pampers, I reach out to my to somebody who I know like he needs a job or let's let's figure out how we could bring him into the loop, mm-hmm. right? And you're doing well, you come back in the next year, like, yo, I'm I'm flourishing. I'm the manager of this job, I'm the supervisor here, right? Mm-hmm. That that alone gives me like excitement, right? And so I don't know if that like yachts. So the yacht thing don't even entice me. Entice me, you know what I mean? Like that stuff is like oh, okay, it's stuff. Like all right, cool. But what what gets me going, man, is if like a kid couldn't read, but because we create created those systems in the school system mm-hmm. to allow them to flourish, now they are you know in oratory contests and like killing it. Like that stuff like excites me a lot, uh, and so I look forward to those experiences. I can respect that. I can respect that. <laughs> it's just, you know, people get people get elected. Now you at the Trump Tower downtown with some big business meeting and people putting millions of dollars in your pocket and all of a sudden you're not picking up calls no more. No, no, no. Just know that if ever you see <laughs> just know if ever you see me in a big meeting like that, uh the the the, the Jersey City community is always gonna be at the center of the conversation. Okay. I you you, you should trust that, that that will always be the case. Okay, cause I'm I'm 
Listen, man, this is recorded audio. Absolutely. So this is on record. Absolutely. So Hold I'm me trying, accountable. Yeah, I'm Absolutely. definitely I'll be right at City Hall. Like, yo, bro, is Lewis here? Because he's right. wilding right now and we need to talk. Because he said. That's right. That's right. And I, and I want you to, right? Yeah. Because that, that's that's what works, man. And, uh, you know, I'm not a, I'm not offended by feedback. I welcome it. Okay. Um, in, 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 in the education system, we have feedback loops all the time, mm-hmm. right? Where even after I present, um, you, you know, a lesson is recorded and my supervisor could come in and say hey listen i just saw your even if she's not in the classroom let me see your video and she and she's like yo this is what you need to do better all right i got some feedback for you yeah your next campaign event yes sir before you speak you got to come out to dmx (laughs) that's the song you got to come out to all right i I, I, I need that you got to send an email to my uh my my publicist i gotta talk to you you see who i gotta talk to now you see who i gotta talk to now no you spoke to her already (laughs) i'll play i'll play i'll play nah but um no i i i do appreciate um you being so adamant about you know making sure you're held accountable because that level that level of conversation um on one hand, it has become a talking point with certain mm-hmm. politicians. So I'm not going to say who, but y'all know who y'all are. <laughs> but it's become a talking point to kind of win over voters. But I feel like with you and just seeing you work with the community, like, I do believe, like, this is who you are. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I want, I'm here for the community. Absolutely. I think that's important for the city to see that because we haven't had that in so long. Absolutely. And with someone... What's the word I'm looking for? With someone with your level of integrity, right? You've accomplished so much. You have gotten out of all the pitfalls from the urban environment. You've, mm-hmm. you've done so much. You've traveled the world. Like, mm-hmm. why Jersey City? You could be anywhere, bro. Yeah. You could be anywhere getting a corporate check. You yeah. and your family straight. You got Teslas and Benzes and all of that. Yeah. But you came right back here. Like, why? Jersey City is home, man. I, I, after living in different places like South Africa and you know Boston area, DC, the different parts of New Jersey, uh, I never felt so uh, so at home. Like, I, I don't even know how to describe it. Like I love how you know going to Ferris, uh, graduating from Ferris. Like all my friends, like we 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 were one, man. Mm-hmm. It was it was so like and not not perfect, right? Not we not like we didn't argue or have issues, right? But like we 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 galvanized together to like we we <laughs> my senior year, true story. I was the uh the student council president. Mm-hmm. And uh something happened in, in the school and uh we went to the principal's office mm-hmm. and like demanded to speak to her, like a bunch of us, like, you know. Uh, and I, once we graduated, you know, went to college, you know, I came back to Ferris to start teaching. I wanted to teach there. I, I went for an interview. Mm-hmm. And one of the guys who sat in on the interview who at the, during the time when I was interviewed, he said, yo, uh, yeah, we didn't, um, we didn't give you the job because you were uh, a rebel rouser when you were. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> sorry, <shit. laughs> 
Well, he, oh, this guy's a troublemaker. Right, right. right. So they're like, we're not hiring as a teacher, you know. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, it's so. It's so why do I love Georgia City? I love how there's something so uh, real about folks who live here, right? I was in in the Heights, and this woman is like, you know, I don't, I don't appreciate it. You know, I go to work every day, and this is the life that we that that we deserve, mm-hmm. like. Jersey City, like we we work really hard. Like yeah. Jersey City, like we we have a love for like people and like and, and want to see other folks do well. So it's like I'm 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 really shocked by this. Like like what we see now, mm-hmm. right? Because I I I don't know it. It it feels foreign to me. Yeah, this this is not the city that I grew up. With. Yeah, it feels very like yeah distant, right? And so like my, my goal, man, is to bring the Jersey City I remember. I lived in Booker T Projects, man. We used to catch the bus to uh, Dr. Lacheco on on. Um, what bus is that? The sixteen? I, no, I think it was the eighty-one. Like we were going to Bayonne. Oh, okay, okay. Shout out um, to the eighty-one, right? Yeah. Uh, and it was all the way up there by like uh, Neptune or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, and she she was I think like Vietnamese or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when we go there, it was like white people, Latinx people, like you know, all in the office. So like doctor's office. So you know, you waited for a thousand years back then, right, right to see right. the doctor. And like if my mom bought me a bag of chips. You know, we all shared the bag of chips there, right? It's right. like you know, and and. I, I want to bring that idea of uh, of community back to Jersey City. I, I do. I do think that's what's missing. That yeah. Sense of community because it's just all everything now seems like, like you said, foreign or fictitious or like everything is has a price tag attached to it. Like yeah. there are certain pockets of the city that maintain that classic community feel, but overall it does feel. It doesn't feel that way anymore. Yeah, it doesn't feel that anyway. Um. Wow, man. Okay, so last question, because you've you've been so gracious with your time. Uh, I think who I, I forgot who I asked this. You have a magic paintbrush. Uh huh. What does Dirty City look like? Oh gosh, that's so complex. So. What Jersey City looks like my stay platform, right? Mm-hmm. S for safety. It's a good tie, I like that. That was smooth. <laughs> I like that. He tied it right into his his political platform. I like I mean, that, Go but, ahead, bro. But, but because it didn't come from out of nowhere, right? Mm-hmm. The, this platform came from talking to people, walking up and down the streets, and like learning like what the what the issues really were. Mm-hmm. And so you know that that is truly safe for everyone to live here irrespective to to the zip code right mm-hmm. like that that is t training and education right mm-hmm. like we have ob- we have access to high paying jobs in jersey city why why aren't our youth and why haven't folks in our in our community really have have taken uh advantage of this mm-hmm. right um and you know the the a's for access and affordability affordability right um you know, when, when you're thinking about, like, we're the six, uh, we have the six highest cost of living in the United States of America, right. Hanjari City, right? right? And so we, when you think about that, and there was an opportunity to pass a 
robust, comprehensive IZO, right? And they opted not to. It's like who 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 are we who are we in in this space for, right? right? Who are we who are we uh, serving in this space, right? And then when you think about why, is that idea of like yo we we are the answer united we are the answer right it's yours jersey city is yours um and you know this this shared vision around youth uh our children inheriting a world that we create and that we were intentional about creating man that that's that's the brush that i'm uh that i will paint all day i like that now uh frankie put in uh nas the world is yours at the end of that because that's that's how i feel that's the vibe it's giving me like now's the world is yours man but you know lewis i i thank you for coming out i i really appreciate your perspective i you know i i support your your campaign excuse me um so however i can help please let me know I, i i do believe in your platform i do believe in the power that you and your administration could do if you're in office because i will definitely be holding you accountable please you know i need you to yeah but i i do believe in your platform i want you to succeed i want you to win so you know anything i can do that we can do to help you get there just please let us know absolutely Um, you know give us a shout out to you give your socials to the people let them know (laughs) they can find you you so uh instagram uh, mr lewis spears is my personal the campaign is uh on ig is spears for jc Mm -hmm. uh then on twitter mr lewis spears my personal spears for jersey city twitter uh facebook lewis spears uh spears for jersey jc on um on facebook i'm everywhere you're the answer to the problem from the hood to harvard and back again is uh amazon's bestseller is tell these people is available for purchase on amazon now and uh yeah we, the the sidebar what people don't understand they, we talk about the Lay's potato chips thing but what they don't understand is that the reason why the Lay's uh, came about is the work that I did with Kismet of Kings and the work mm-hmm. that I do with Kismet of Kings right mm-hmm. and the reality is that uh, if, if we weren't killing it with Kismet of Kings mm-hmm. they, we would not have had a national platform like they interviewed us a couple of times right and, and basically chose us as one of the finalists it's not because I had a pretty smile I mean mm-hmm. it, it, it's pretty up there <laughs> yeah, you know right. what I mean yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. However, uh, it's, it's really based on the work that we did in the city with Kismet of Kings with yeah, young yeah. black uh, boys forgive in the me. community. We, we, did, we didn't, I didn't, we didn't talk about Kismet of Kings, but that is Lewis's nonprofit organization working with you from. I think what from eleven to seventeen? Eleven to seventeen, eleven to eighteen, eleven to nineteen, depending on when they graduate. Right. So it, yeah, I've, 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 you know, been looking at the work you do with that. So I want to salute you for that because we do need more programs like that because i was actually part of a a mentorship program when i was younger yeah and as i got older i just started there was a lack of them absolutely so I, I'm, I'm happy that you're doing that and it's thriving thank you so the kids the, the young brothers need that they, they need really, it really do absolutely yeah, and you know just creating the world that i had right mm-hmm. i told you how my community thrusted me into this into this world mm-hmm. we're creating an ecosystem around them to thrust them into the into their best versions of themselves as well that's dope man absolutely that's dope man 
But um, in the meantime, in between time, follow show on everything Instagram for the stress underscore podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash 4K Joe. You can follow Frankie on IG at Frankie Metals. You can follow A Celestial Guys on IG for your holistic healing. Follow at Ivy's Tico on IG for your herbal needs. Follow at Embrace Naturally on IG for your hair care needs. You can follow the dojo on IG at the dojo JC for your recording needs. Make sure I like, rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend, tell a motherfucking friend. And, um, home for the stress because we all need that that sense of home home is important and this city is home yes the city is yours the city is ours so home for the stress man we need it lewis thank you bro i thank you appreciate you. you beloved thank you for having me um frankie you got anything by the way this vibe is crazy I want to come here every day. <laughs> You're more than welcome, man. You're more than welcome, man. We, we, we would love to have you back. And if you win, bro, you definitely got to come back. So, Absolutely. But uh, make sure everyone, y'all go support Lewis. Um, donate to his campaign. Yes. Spread the word. Um, we're going to get this good brother in office. And thank you, man. Thank Appreciate you. you, Thank bro. you for having me. You're welcome, bro. Yeah, man. Appreciate it. All right, bro.